I'm very confident because I know that uh, this action uh, is not only building a storage space in the community, it's also uh, changing some mind. It's also impacting in the future of young girls in communities. So it's really important for me to show this example every day. Welcome back to the Sustainable Jungle Podcast. I'm Joy and in this episode, I'm chatting with Namahe Ada Nagin. Such a beautiful name that I'm sure I just did a terrible job of pronouncing. This inspirational woman is also known as Marie and she is a Senegalese-based author, social entrepreneur and climate activist. She founded a social enterprise called Eco Buildings MS, made in Senegal, which uses recycled materials like tires, bottles and plastic bags to build affordable food storage facilities for farmers in rural areas. This innovative engineering company not only massively extends the life of farmed food like onions and potatoes, but also focuses on developing skills in rural communities through community engagement and training. In this episode, we talk about this incredible innovation in detail, as well as Marie's thoughts on doing business as a woman. We also cover the award-winning books she's written and her passionate climate activism. As always, you can find the show notes for this episode, including all the relevant links over at sustainablejungle.com forward slash podcast. So without further ado, I give you the wonderful Marie. Hello, Marie. Welcome. We are very excited to have you join us directly from Senegal. Let's kick it off with learning a little bit more about you. Where were you born and where did you grow up? Thank you. I'm, I'm very happy and excited to have this conversation today. I was born in Senegal in a... Uh, 1995, and I grew up here in Senegal. So I'm in a very peaceful and happy family, I can say. My mom is a professor and my dad is a journalist. Now, you also have spent some time at California State University, and then you went on to do a range of very interesting things. Can you tell me a little mm -hmm. bit about your career so far? I was in the California State University for a program, the SUSY programs to the of U.S. Institute for Young Student Leader, basically is a program promoted by uh, the U.S. Department of State to create exchange between uh, Africa and U.S. I was selected as a young leader with uh, 19 older change maker young leader from uh, five African countries, uh, Senegal, Mali, Ghana, Nigeria, and Cameroon. It was a life-changing experience uh, for me, definitely, because I was. It was my first time in the U.S. in 2018, and an occasion to learn also about social entrepreneurship. We have we had courses about social entrepreneurship in California State University, and an occasion also to learn and share about uh, U.S. culture and my culture too an occasion to share my culture too and discover others. Uh, we were in uh, five different places in the U.S., um, San Francisco, California, Chico, uh, Kansas City, Washington, D.C., and uh, we discovered a lot. Uh, if I can talk also about my uh, career, I was also in a lot of different countries to learn and uh, create a collaboration with different entrepreneurs. And uh, it was very interesting to see how uh, people are creating solutions around the world and are sharing their culture and their vision. So uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> and now we're, we're going to be talking mostly about Eco Builders Made in Senegal, which is the company that you started, as well as your mm-hmm. climate action. But I understand that on top of everything else that you do, which is a lot, you are also an author. Can you tell us a little bit about the, yeah. uh, the two <laughs> prize winning books that you've written? What are they called and, and what are they about? Yeah, so I am an entrepreneur, but, but I'm also a writer, author of two prize-winning books. The first one is Un Lion en Cage, is in French. If I have to translate, is A Lion in a Cage. <laughs> so it was published in uh, June uh, 2016 by uh, Armaton Senegal. So uh, I'm not talking about a lion in a cage. It's, uh, <laughs> it's an image in French. Uh, in French, uh, the lion uh, is the synonym of man, and the cage is society. And it's focused, and this book is focused on rural uh, immigration, illegal immigration, and also the definition of happiness for youth, the definition and the research of happiness for youth. I'm uh, talking about uh, issue that we uh, are facing every day as a young person. Uh, what is happiness? Is it material things? It is uh, our current situation. Uh, we have to see happiness in our current situation or we have to pretend to better things. So it's, um, I can say, a very philosophic <laughs> book. And uh, with this book, I won in uh, 2016 a prize. It was the Prix de la Première Dame pour la promotion de la littérature féminine. It was a prize uh, uh, designed by uh, a writer and tradition uh, here in Senegal and uh, focus on uh, woman literature. The second one is Gemini. Gemini is a Latin word, so I can't translate this word. Gemini <laughs> uh, was it, it, uh, published in July uh, 20, um, 2017 by Armaton Senegal too, and addressed the issue of homelessness and social rejection, very big issue in, in our society. And uh, with this book, and en cash, the first one, I win the Prix Caesedra for la jeune auteur. It's a prize descent for a young writer here in Seneca. Gosh, that's so impressive. They sound like really interesting and very impactful books. Congratulations on those prizes. I'm sure they were very well deserved. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Eco Builders made in Senegal. How did you come to start it? Uh, how I come to start Eco Builders is because of two things. The first one is the problem of food security here in Senegal. So uh, I had the occasion uh, during more than three years to go to rural community, uh, work with farmers, talk with farmers. And I saw that uh, we have a problem here in Senegal with, uh, with, the, with uh, storage and conservation. So I have some I have skills in civil engineering and building. That's my specialty. So I decide to create a model of conservation and storage because we lost uh, every year one to three percent of our global production because of this problem of storage and conservation. So that's a big issue for farmers here. 
and also in our urban uh, communities and area. We don't have a chain or waste management here in Senegal. So if you work in Dakar, Saint Louis, or other urban agglomeration here in Senegal, you will see that there is a very nice and beautiful place. But the problem is the problem of the problem of um, waste management, specifically plastic waste like bottles, tiles, plastic bags. So I decided to create a model, included uh, a solution for for waste management in urban community and a solution for um, food loss, food security, storage. So basically, eco-builders, in eco-builders, what we are doing is to build storage spaces with recycled material in order to solve food loss in agriculture by providing an ecologic solution. Uh, we Our principal activity activity is eco-construction. We are using an alternative construction method that we create. So we use zero energy and recycled material like ties, bottles, plastic bags to provide a very cheap solution to farmers because actually in Senegal farmers, they are not rich. We have to design very accessible solutions for them, that's why we create this model. So it's really having an amazing mix of science as well as ingenuity to to pull that together. And I saw some of the pictures on the website. It looks like the tires are stacked up high, so you have like a like a. It looks kind of like a tank, right? And then you have the sand on top. Is that how it works? Yes, uh, we use we use uh, the tires for the structure, like uh, foundation. The, in the picture, you can't see the foundation of the building, but we always use the tile for all the foundation of the building. We are using also the tile for the structure, like walls and pylon. We are using bottle for uh, the, the like a link between the tiles, uh, with the stability and plastic bags for isolation uh, into into the tiles. So yes, that's a very technique uh, uh, engineering solution. Uh, and uh, we try to, to show that we can reuse our waste uh, to create solution. That is super cool. And so, the, so this helps the farmers to keep their potatoes, onions, and other agri- agricultural products uh, for longer. So what do you guys do? You go out there to the farmers and do you help them build it there or do you build it for them off-site and then bring it over there? How does the, how does the eco-builder service work? Okay, our process actually is we go to the rural community. The first step is to identify the community, talk with farmers and also see how we can work with the community. For me, the process is not going and just start to build. It's important to include the population and the community into the process. Uh, that's why we all uh, we only work with local builders. 
uh, that's a specificity of our process actually. So uh, if we go to the real community and we know that we can provide a solution in this community, the first step is to is to talk with the mayor or an authority of this community, try to identify where we can implement the project with the farmer also, we talk with the farmer to see if they want to uh, want to have a community storage space or a personal storage space. In the in Senegal, we have actually community storage space because our farmers are uh, in association here. So uh, after we identify young people in the community with some skill in building, we provide a training in our solution first. Uh, it's really important for us to include young person from the community into the process. And after this training, we can start to build a storage space. So actually, I can say that we create local team in uh, all the community that we impact. That's awesome. And so does the team then, they have those skills and they can continue to do that in their local exactly, community? Exactly, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Fantastic. We, we 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 train young people to uh to build uh because we don't want to be there every we can't be there every time and we know that it's uh important to have someone who can solve the problem sometimes if they have problem uh, with uh the 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 solution we have a, a, a direct contact in the community and someone who can solve the problem very quickly so that's why we provide uh, this training and we work with the community i imagine that the community would find that uh, a very they would be very happy about that do you find that the community really enjoys this project Yes, yes, uh, we have a lot of feedback about this solution. Uh, they all, all farmers, they only uh, say that they want more storage spaces, <laughs> actually. They want personal storage spaces for each family. That's our objective. Uh, but actually, we are working for in community. We are working to provide community storage spaces. So they really enjoyed the solution. And I think that because it's very cheap, it's also something uh, very special because a building with recycled material in, in a rural community, it's looked like an event. <laughs> so yeah. they are very proud to, to show that uh, they, they have um, an alternative solution very cheap solution and they promote this solution. We have, uh, we don't need, uh, I can say we don't need a lot of marketing. They are doing all the marketing. Oh, that's actually. <laughs> Yeah, all the marketing actually because they only talk about uh, our solution around. So that's nice. And how much longer does the, do the structures and, and, and the storage spaces keep the food for, I mean, the, are the farmers are happy with the results as well as the uh, the community impact. Okay, so uh, if I make a comparison between the traditional uh, method of conservation, uh, with the traditional method of conservation, farmer they only put the they just put the onion or the potatoes on the farm, uh, and they cover uh, with uh, material with uh, natural. Uh, I can say materials too that we call pipe. So they just cover 
onion and potato with that. And with our solution, if you make a comparison, we already tested. So with the solution provided by EcoBuilders, they can keep the potato, the onion during six months against six months. one week. Yes, during six months against one week. And uh, the onion, the potato, they, they can keep that during uh, three months against two weeks. So, and our with our solution, we don't use energy. It's a zero energy solution. We just use the property of the earth. It's a local material that we call latte So we cover, if you see the picture, we cover the, the after after all the process, the structural process, we cover the tile with uh, materials uh, like orange, orange hose, it's uh, latte heat. So these materials have the purpose to provide a cold nest uh, uh, into the into the storage space. So so we don't use energy, and uh, with this solution, this zero energy solution, we can provide this time of conservation. And uh, the the waste usage. So that's I mean that's a really innovative uh, use of waste because you use tires, you use plastic bottles. Do you have any statistics or any sort of research that you've done on how much waste you've been able to save? Okay, so actually, if you want, if we build for you a storage space of uh, with a capacity of one hundred tons, we reuse uh, basically we reuse uh, more than uh, ten thousand uh, tires. We reuse more than uh, yes, we reuse more than eight thousand bottles and uh, five thousand plastic bags. That's uh, for for a storage space of one hundred ton. So that's a lot of size, <laughs> a lot a of bottles and plastic <laughs> bags. Yes, and uh, we we use all all this waste during the process. I don't want to call them waste. Uh, for me, it's a materials construction materials because uh, the st structure with these materials is very strong. That is uh, impressive. I I hadn't appreciated. The scale of these of these storage facilities—that's a huge amount of what would have been waste. That is a very valuable material in this context. And now you, I'm sure, like like every entrepreneur, you've had many challenges with this business. What have some of those been? There are a lot of challenges for <laughs> entrepreneurs. <laughs> I will talk about my case, but I know that entrepreneurs around the world are facing actually and. Uh, face every day um, maybe the same challenge. The first one uh, can be the communication. In my case, I work in rural community to provide engineering solution. The, the first step was to talk with farmers, to understand their vision, to have the good word, the good, uh, good communication. So that's a lot of work, a lot of times to, uh, to create this link with communities. So it's a challenge actually, because if you create a solution, it's not for you, it's for um, your target. And my target was is uh, farmers actually. So um, the first step was to create this link and uh, it was a, a very, um, I can say great challenge because I'm talking about engineering when they talk about food, 
and I have this modern vision when they have this uh, traditional vision. So it was very important to understand their vision. The second challenge I can say has a woman. It's specific. <laughs> it's a specific challenge as a woman. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing engineering things, civil engineering. I went to rural community when they have uh, uh, sometimes uh, uh, very, I can say, old vision mm. of woman. So as a woman, it was a shock for them to see a woman building things and uh, leading a team of builders. So it was a very challenging. It, it, every every um, every project is very challenging because I have to show that uh, I can do it. Mm. So it's a it's a challenge actually as a woman to uh, to lead a, a engineering project because it's not something that we see a lot here in Senegal, particularly in rural communities. They are very traditional. So uh, I, I also face a lot of challenge to uh, create and provide um, the solution. The, the principal challenge was funding to create the prototype. So it was very important for me before uh, we, uh, we, uh, we show the, the, the importance of the project to create the prototype and test our solution because it's a very technical thing. I can just uh, talk about this. I have to show that it's possible. I have to show that it's a solution. So uh, the first uh, challenge was to was to find funds to create the solution, to make tests, to uh, create the process. And I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of things to say about challenges, <laughs> but I think that I will. Um, I will talk also of the problem of for entrepreneur here and I think around the world, the problem can be also comprehension of your of your vision of your project. So uh, when you I, I grew up in I can say a free family, they are very open mind. But uh, when we start when you start entrepreneurship, it's really difficult sometimes to. Uh, uh, share your vision with your parents, with your family. Uh, sometimes they can say that you lost your time because you are doing, uh, for example, you are going to the university and at the same time you want to pray, you want to develop your project. That's a lot of time, like a lot of sacrifice. And uh, actually, I think it's a very big challenge to uh, uh, to integrate your passion and your vision and to share your passion and your vision with your family, with the person very close of you, because sometimes uh, it's really difficult for us to understand your, your vision, to understand that you want to create a solution. That's why you take all this time. And <laughs> yes. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I imagine that that is the case all over the world, as you said, mm -hmm. especially if you're, you're young and you... Yes. You, know, you haven't <laughs> had experience with entrepreneurship before, you know, uh, but it must be very satisfying to show everybody that you, your vision is, has come true and that you can do these amazing things. And on the, on the point about being a woman, I feel like that's really incredible that you were able to do that and that you are able to do that. Uh, it reminds me of a story when I was growing up, my mother who my mother ran a, a business where she had to work with farmers as well in South Africa. 
and um, she she had a lot of trouble with that too because they would all just assume that she was a woman and she didn't know anything and she couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was very proud of her because she was able to uh, show them, you know, just through her actions that she can do things. And it sounds like you're very much the same in that you are showing them these traditional farmers and, and people in rural communities that you can do it by just doing it, right? Is that your main approach? Yes, by just doing it. <laughs> and also for me, it's very important to show to young girls in this community that they can do it also. So when they see me in the morning and I take my uh, equipment, I go to my project site. When I see young girl uh, going to school or looking me like, uh, what, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this exactly? I'm really proud uh, and I am very confident because I know that uh, this action uh, is not only building a storage space in a community, it's also uh, changing some mind. It's also impacting in the future of young girls in communities. So it's really important for me to show this example every day. Wow, that's inspirational. Have you had the opportunity to directly speak to any young girls and say to them, this is your story and this is what you've done? Yes, so uh, when I start a project in a community, I have um, this uh, occasion. I only have this occasion to talk with person in the community. So um, in my project side, I receive a lot of young girls <laughs> want to know uh, what I'm doing, why I'm building. Am I, am I a builder? Because it's very something very strange for them. So I only had this occasion to talk about my work, to talk about my vision with young girls. I have a lot of friends <laughs> in rural community, and so we have uh, everyday communication. And um, I'm I'm very proud to inspire this girl, and I hope that they will be engineer or they will do a work in the community also to show uh, to show that it's possible. Because uh, me alone, I'm, I'm I'm I have actually an impact. But the more the more interesting things is to show that my impact can uh, create another impact. So that's why I'm 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 working, and I want to see this girl uh, tomorrow doing the same thing or doing other thing with a lot of impact, and show that it's possible to be a girl and to have an impact in the community and around the world. That is so cool. Have you ever um, read the book or seen the book um, or the website called Project Drawdown? No. Oh, you would love it, um, I think. It's a website, oh, it's a book, but it, that you can also go onto the website and have a look. Okay. It's called Project Drawdown, and it's a list of the top 100 things that would, that would change the game on climate change. And mm-hmm. one of the top things that could change the game on climate change is uh, is educating women, uh, which is not yes. not, something, <laughs> not something that you would think of straight away, but um, mm-hmm. but it makes sense when you think about it. So that might be an interesting thing for you to check out, since you are directly doing that yourself <laughs> in such an impact. I will for sure. <laughs> I'll I'll send you the link. Now let's talk about climate change, given that we've already started touching on it. Uh, I saw from your your Instagram 
that you attended the UN Youth Climate Action Summit. So you must be very passionate about climate change. What was that experience like for you? So I had this chance to attend the first UN Youth Climate Action Summit at UN Equator, New York. So this experience was very uh, interesting. First, because I had this this occasion to see world leaders talking about one of, for me, uh, or uh, for all the person there, uh, the big issue here uh, actually is climate change. So it was very interesting to uh, uh, see world leaders to uh, have this discussion. And the very interesting things is to uh, was to meet uh, inspiring change makers and leaders around the world doing uh, the same things, acting for to create solution uh, against climate change, to fight against climate change. So I was very proud to be there to represent my country first because it was the occasion to show that here in Senegal we are working to provide solution against climate change. And it was also an occasion of collaboration and communication with other young people around the world because I I think that, I believe that uh, the only way that we can uh, also uh, uh, fight this phenomenon, uh, the only way that we can solve the, pro uh, the problem of climate change is to create collaboration between leaders around the world. So that's, uh, it was a very good occasion to create this name. I have, I, I have um, uh, actually a lot of friends around the world doing very, uh, uh, very great things. And I'm really proud, I was very proud to be there, but it was a very great experience for me. So it sounds like, yeah, it would have been just this meeting of, of like minds from all over the world, people like yourself and Greta Thunberg and, and others just like you guys who are really passionate young leaders. Uh, I can imagine that can only be a very interesting and impactful experience. So congratulations on going there. <laughs> yes, it was. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and from your perspective and based on your, your learnings at the summit and also at other events and other experiences in your life, I'm sure um, that you have some perspectives on, you know, what we need to do now. You know, for you, what are the most important things we need to do immediately, both locally and globally, to take action on climate change? For me, uh, the first important things to do is uh, education. Uh, we already talked about that, but I think that it's important to talk again about education because uh we can't solve a phenomenon without talking about it. So actually for me and for you, it's an evidence to talk about climate change. But for some people, it's not a problem of uh, they don't believe in climate change. They don't know what is climate change. So it's important to provide education for the people and especially young person to understand this phenomenon because actually we are creating solution and create this solution, but uh, the objective is to have an impact in other generation and to have this impact, we have to provide, we have to change mindset, we have to change uh, our vision of work, and we we we. It's also it's really important to provide the education. 
also i think that um, most the most important thing also is to recreate this link with nature with the context we realize that this link with nature is broke actually so it's really important uh, it's broken so it's really important for us to recreate this link with, with nature and uh, this respect for for nature and the i can say the last uh, recommendation that i can give to to uh, to take action on climate change is to uh, also promote uh, young and young solution so actually i know that around the world uh, young people are very, very creative they are also very passionate about creating solution against climate change and it's really important for young leader to uh, understand that the solution is uh, i think that the solution is young people it's not because i'm young it's because i know the potential of young people around the world so we are i think that we have this power to solve this problem we just have to they just have to understand that we 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 can we can have this solution and provide also uh, a space to uh, show our solution and talk about uh, our our vision so i think that uh, it's a very important thing there is many things that we can do but for me uh, this this treating the very important. Yeah, I think those are some really really great things that we could be doing straight away. Have you in Senegal did you did you have the school strikes? So, yes, yes, we we already had a lot of strikes, but uh it's not um a very um something that we do a lot here. We are really in a local action and uh, creating like a process provide solution so we have some meeting between environmentalists between climate activists here we have uh, like a uh, uh, strike sometimes to uh, to um, sensitize uh, people around environmental issues but it's not something that we do uh, a lot here <laughs> On the nature point, I think that's such an important point that reconnecting with nature um, is is something that we're losing far too fast. Mm -hmm. I can hear that you have nature in the background. I can hear some amazing bird life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of birds here. My my dad loves trees and uh, birds. So uh, every morning uh, he give um food to birds uh water to trees so it's something very important uh, in my house that's why you <laughs> see that <laughs> they really are nice. very comfortable here <laughs> <laughs> nice happy birds <laughs> yes they are very happy <laughs> um i've never i've never been to senegal i actually don't know much about it um which is a bit embarrassing to say but uh <laughs> i i have been to lots of other places in africa and um mm -hmm. having grown up in south africa uh mm -hmm. what is what is the nature like in senegal do you have big national parks uh, is there a tourism industry so uh senegal um i can say uh, don't look like south africa definitely <laughs> we have in 
uh, yeah, we are in the Saharan part of Africa, so uh, there is not a lot of uh, big tree here, a Sahara. So uh, the climate is very hot, but uh, actually um, in Senegal, we can say that we have ocean in a lot of part of the country. Uh, it's not an island, but there is a lot of ocean uh, around. We have national park, of course, with lion, is our as national anthem. Uh, we have trees, uh, specific tree from Senegal, like Baobab. Uh, the scientific name is Andosiana digitata. So it's a very big tree specifically from Senegal with a lot of prophecy. Uh, we have a lot of nature also uh, uh, with uh, specific uh, things from Senegal. Uh, we have also national park for birds because uh, we have a lot of birds here. We can hear that we have a lot of birds. <laughs> <laughs> and a national park and national um, reserve to, uh, to preserve uh, local uh, and specific uh, land from Senegal. So we have also a, a very uh, a strong link with ocean because there is a lot of ocean, Atlantic Ocean, around and river and lake. So we have this link with water, but actually uh, ocean is becoming a menace for Senegal because it's rising in every year. It's something that we can't, uh, you can see in the coast. I was in a village uh, very uh, not far from the coast, and it's a phenomenon actually. We have the a problem with uh, ocean was a friend from for Senegalese, but actually it's becoming a menace because of climate change. So that's a thing that I can say about Senegal. It's a very nice place. If you want to come, uh, you are always welcome because we, we say that we are the country of Teranga. Teranga means you love hospitality. So if you come uh, from uh, other country, you are always welcome here in Seneca. <laughs> Sounds like the most beautiful place to visit. I will put it firmly on my list of amazing places. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about the uh, this, the rising ocean, though. Uh, yes, uh, that a very that's actually uh, a very a very good problem here. We are in front of the ocean. We have a lot of coast. We have uh, more than 10,000 kilometers of coast uh, that we call like home coasts. And actually, uh, a lot of person live in the coast because uh, uh, in the center of the country is very hot. So a lot of person live in the coast, like <laughs> all the country in the coast around the world. So, uh, but uh, actually, uh, the ocean is rising. A lot of village will disappear very soon because, uh, like I told you, I was in a, for my project. I was in a village during two two years uh, to work and be with farmers. And uh, there, um, there is a lot of uh, disaster because of ocean. And it's a phenomenon uh, that you can see with your eyes. It's something that uh, it's not something that we we just uh, something about we just talk. It's a reality actually here in Senegal. Uh, the fact that the ocean is rise, rising is an evidence.
Right, yeah. In so climate change is not mm-hmm. something in the distant future. It's it's happening now. No, no, it's happening now. Definitely it's happening now. And we have the proof that it's happening now uh, all around the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are based in... Um, in Australia now and there is it's very clear that it's happening here as well we had the worst bushfire season yeah. that we've ever had it was absolutely devastating so it's yeah there's just no denying it there it's happening everywhere and um, you know we're all gonna be in big trouble if we don't sort it out uh, which is why climate action is so important right so yeah yeah it's so important because uh, I think that climate uh, climate change is actually the big crisis because uh, we are talking about uh, it's true COVID nineteen is a disaster for uh, all human around the world. It uh, shows that how our humanity is vulnerable. But uh, uh, um, I can we can have this uh, an interpretation of COVID nineteen. And make the link between uh, the fact that our planet is changing, and the and the fact that we are becoming more vulnerable uh, each year, every year. So it's really important uh, to to uh, understand that uh, we are actually in a big crisis, uh, included all the other crises around the world. Is the, the is the climate change issue, and if we don't solve this problem. We'll have all the consequences of or, or every year. So it's really important to understand that we can't live without nature. We can live without the respect of nature, because uh, because of this uh, disrespect of nature, because of the climate change, we have all the phenomena, all the consequences. The fact that ocean is rising, the fact that um, we have fire around the world in Australia and around the world. With the fact that some people are, we have refugees because of climate change. Actually, in Senegal, we already have refugees because of the fact that ocean is rising. It's climate change refugees. So mm-hmm. it's really important to understand that climate change is not only the the the, the issues. It it creates all the issues around the world, and uh, it's a very big phenomenon. And now you are a super solution-oriented person. So more generally, uh, are there any other innovations or advancements um, along the lines of climate action that you've seen in Senegal or elsewhere that you're very excited about? Yes, that's, uh, we have a lot of uh, innovation here in Senegal. The, the ecosystem, I can say, the uh, ecosystem of entrepreneurship is very dynamic uh, around uh, environmental issues and climate change. I know a lot of entrepreneurs who make uh, with ties, for example, make with ties uh, very beautiful and great things. Um, we have a lot of entrepreneurs and who work to provide solution to access of water and also uh, to provide solution on recycling. They are doing also design with recycled materials. They are trying to create solution. We have a lot of projects on biogas. It's a gas that we create with waste, organic waste, to provide energy, alternative energy. That's one of the one. That's one on green innovation that we have here. There is a lot of innovation. <laughs> there are a lot of innovation here, and uh, very. I'm very excited to be there. 
because I know that we have uh, a very innovative and impactive uh, initiative around climate change. The only problem will be the can be also the access to funding first, but also the the comprehension of uh, our government. So it's uh, like I said, uh, it's really uh, really important for leaders for government around the world to understand that they have to work with young person. So here we have a lot of solution. It's really important for uh, these young people to have this access of uh, the program and initiative to promote the solution because it's very interesting to see how they can create energy with waste, how we can provide uh, also uh, um, alternative solution with waste, how we can create um, uh, natural um, things with plants. That there is some people who work to promote local plants. It's really important to promote our ecosystem here. So uh, that's a lot of initiative that you can see here. Yeah, so much potential with a little bit of funding and some so coaching much. and some support. Yes. There could be so much yes. exciting Ali. stuff. <laughs> Definitely. So now for you, it's obviously been a very exciting and impactful few, few years. Uh, what's what's next for you? What's going to happen in 2020 and beyond? What are you hoping to do? 2020 was the year and is the year of um, reflection, I think, about my actions. It's the year to see perspective. And uh, I think uh, I already create uh, in my company other departments. I'm doing, I'm building storage spaces, but actually we have also a department in architecture. To, uh, we, I, we really want to uh, create our uh, local uh, system of architecture to provide our um, African architecture and Senegalese architecture with natural materials. Uh, so if you want to uh, change my scent, it's really important also to work on this uh, project. Uh, we also create yeah. a department to promote uh, natural and local plants. It's Nawahi. It's mean in my local language, thank you. It's a global thanks to earth and uh, to nature. So in this department, we are working to create packaging and to create, uh, for example, natural oil and all these um, things with local plants uh, because uh, for um, all generation it was very uh, evident to know about and to know local plants but for new generation uh, we don't know this plant because we are promoting uh, more uh, product from other continent or other countries so it's important to uh, promote our ecosystem to show that there is a lot of uh, breaking in our ecosystem. And if we create this thing with nature, we can have a lot of things. So that's our perspective, actually. With this uh, crisis, we realize that it's important to work in different things in the, in the same. We are all, only working in environmental issues, but we, it's also important to develop different things to be resilient. So um, also the next step for me, I think, is to, uh, I really want to work with other entrepreneurs and uh, especially 
entrepreneurs who have uh, less experience than me. That's why with one of my friends uh, from Nigeria, I want to promote a solution, uh, a green up here in Senegal, only dedicated for, for green, I can say green entrepreneur, uh, eco-entrepreneur. So it's really important for me to uh, create this place for uh, entrepreneurs who uh, fight against climate change. Because uh, if we want to uh, create a global solution, it's important to create collaboration and have this space of uh, uh, this space of exchange. <laughs> so lots Support. of things, lots of things are on. <laughs> a lot of things. I'm doing actually a lot of things. I'm someone who do a lot of things. Uh, it's, it's my personality. And uh, it's something that keep me alive, I can say. So it's really important for me to do this thing. But I'm not doing this thing alone. That's something very important to say. I have a team. I have also uh, a lot of uh, a network of entrepreneurs. And for me, uh, if I want to create a solution, I, I have not to be alone. It's not an obligation to be alone. I can have this. Uh, I can have this vision to create the solution, but I need skills from this entrepreneur or this member of my team. So I just share my vision and I create the solution with others. I love the idea of uh, of creating creating things from nature. It, it made me think when you mentioned before how Senegal has a lot of beautiful baobab trees. Um, you know the baobab powder and baobab oils and stuff seem to be very popular around the world these days so uh i don't know if you're planning yeah. on <laughs> planning on using the baobab but uh it sounds really cool yes 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 for sure baobab is actually our national anthem so there is the baobab powder the baobab oil we use a lot of baobab here there is a lot of product on baobab and uh yes it's uh also for us an occasion to see the potential of baobab there is a lot of of baobab, but not only baobab, we have a lot of other trees like pisa, bull, soup, a lot of trees here, a lot of plants that can we can make oil with them, we can make powder also. It's very interesting and very good things. So it's, it's also for us uh, an occasion to show our uh, biodiversity around the world to promote Senegal around the world with natural things, with nature, and also to, um, it's not uh, also only conservation, but also sensitize people around the respect of this biodiversity, of this ecosystem. So um, that's what, why we create this department in our company. And I think that it will be a very great uh, things. And if I have some product, I will share for you for sure. <laughs> Now, I, I, I'm sure that you are a role model for other aspiring entrepreneurs as well as climate activists. What advice would you have for anybody who wants to make a positive change? Okay, so uh, a role model for me is a very big word. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing myself like a role model. Uh, I'm seeing myself like someone who wants to create an impact, someone uh, in this world who want to create an impact like 
all the young person around the world. I I oh, I also have I also meet a very inspiring young person who inspire me a lot in my action. So, uh, but I can give I can give uh, uh, advice to an advice to a young person. If I have to give uh, this advice, is to believe in themselves. It's really difficult uh, to believe in your vision, to believe uh, in your uh, capacity to solve a problem, to believe in, in your power to make action when you are a young person. But uh, it's very important to to believe in it. Why? Uh, because uh, you like we like we said uh, during uh, the first part of uh, this conversation. There is a, there are a lot of challenges when you start to create your project. Project, so you have to be very you have to believe in your vision, believe in you and your project, and be resilient. And when I talking about resilience, is to adapt yourself sometimes to difficulty, to challenges. Like I said, as a young person, as a girl, as a woman, uh, uh, in my project, I face a lot of challenging and problems sometimes, uh, only because I'm a woman. But we have to develop this resilience. This uh, really is really important. Resilience and believing in yourself. And I will talk about something also. It's empathy. Empathy is something really important for uh, to create uh, to create solution and to provide uh, positive change and to make positive change. Why? Because if you want to make something positive, you are not creating this thing for you. You are creating this thing for others. You are creating this thing for community for creating uh, impact uh, around you. And if you don't understand that, uh, uh, the, if you don't understand the needs of order, you can't provide a solution. So it, it's really important to be empathic, to understand order, to take the time to understand order and they, they, they vision, they need. It's not um, to judge them. It's not to give a judgment because we are all different, but it's, uh, it's to uh, take the time to understand orders. It's really important if you want to make a positive change uh, around us. That's the advice. There is more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's such great advice. Very good advice. Uh, Thank you. And finally, Marie, uh, where can people find you and Eco Builders MS and your books online? How can they support you? Okay, you can find me on uh, Instagram. So you met me on Instagram. That's a great network. But <laughs> find me. Uh, my uh, in, on Instagram, uh, my name is a Senegalese writer. I'm also on Facebook, named Mahi. Uh, Mahi Aida is my personal profile. I have also a Facebook page, personal Facebook page, named Mahi Aida Negin. It's all my name, very long. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on, on all this uh, network to meet to, uh, different persons, to make collaboration. It's very really important for me. You can find uh, my company on my website uh, ecobuildersmf.com it's the website of my company um my books you can find my book on amazon uh, uh actually my book are in french because i'm from a french speaking country it's my 
language. <laughs> I try to speak English, but I'm uh, I'm francophone. So my books are in French, but I translate very soon my book in English because I have a lot of friends who speak English, and I think that language uh, it's not a barrier to share your vision. So it's really important for me to translate actually my books. I will. So if you speak French, you can. If you want to learn French, that's a very beautiful and romantic language. You can find my book on Amazon. And uh, if you type only on Cash or Gemini, you will see all the links to buy my books on uh, my online books. You can find the ebooks. You can also order uh, the the books uh, like papers. I also prepare an event with a group that I create here in Senegal. Uh, it's environmentalist. It's uh, after the UN, the first UN uh, climate action summit. I decided to create this group create like collaboration between environmentalists like climate activists in Senegal. We are actually more than 200% in this group, engineers, uh, other person, all the specialty who love um, uh, environment, environment and nature. So we will create very soon in June. Very soon we will have an event. It's an online summit uh, around uh, climate change. So we will try to uh, talk about climate change in Senegal and provide solutions for government. It's our objective to create a resolution for government, a document sent to the government about our vision of climate change here in Senegal and how we can provide solutions. We will invite also five other African countries, um, Morocco, Tunisia, Nigeria, Mali, and Cameroon, actually, so we are looking for other countries because we want to create this uh, national and maybe international. I will invite Australia to uh, to be a part of this summit. We really want to have an impact actually in our community, but also an impact around uh, Senegal. So it's it will be an occasion to uh, to to share. So if you want to be a part of this online summit, it will be in French and English, <laughs> bilingual <laughs> summit. So uh, you are welcome. <laughs> wow, that sounds great! Absolutely awesome. You guys are doing so much, Thank you. so much there. Well, we will put those links in our show notes on our website where we publish this episode so it'll be easy for anybody listening to jump on those links and find you as well as the link to the summit which I'll, I'll grab <laughs> i'll grab from you after uh so that that's uh that would be you know awesome for people to join and um isn't it cool that we live in a day and age where you can buy a book uh written by a senegalese writer and have it delivered to you in Australia or in, into the US. Yes, of or course. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I mean, it's super cool. Um, yes. And what a great opportunity. Marie, thank you so much for your time and for the learnings. That has been such a fascinating, interesting conversation. Um, I've learned yes. so much from talking to you. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you uh, very much to, to uh, give me this occasion to talk about my work. It was not an interview. It was a very, uh, very good conversation. I was like, I was talking with uh, one of my friends from Australia. So uh, thank you, Jerry, for this moment. It was very great uh, for me to have this uh, this conversation and to share. And I hope 
that uh, with uh, this moment, we will inspire other person to make action uh, to fight against climate change. Uh, as you, you say, it's not something, uh, it's not a phenomenon that, that will happen next year or uh, in 10 years. It's a phenomenon that happened actually. It's a reality here in Senegal. It's a reality in Australia. So it's time to make action. And I hope that uh, this uh, interview, this moment, this conversation, this very great conversation will inspire all the young person around the world to make action. We hope you found that episode as inspiring as we did. Just listening to all of the achievements of this young person has just reinforced the idea that we can all contribute so much to the world and drive so much change if we just went out there and did it. Please do check Marie out on the socials and if you speak French, consider buying one of her award-winning books. Thank you for listening and we will catch you next time.